This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. To support the Quest and being able to produce more local programming, please visit thequestatlanta.com and click the donate button. Thank you for your generosity. The Quest presents an encore presentation of Shelter in Peace. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Shelter in Peace. We are broadcasting live here from our studios at AM 1160, The Quest Radio, here in Roswell, Georgia. I'm Mari Cleveland. And I'm Josh Harris. And we are here and joined by our lovely producer, Annie Porter. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So we are so glad to have you here with us, dear listeners. And our topic for today, and actually probably for the next several Uh, weeks, because it's such a huge topic, is the topic of prayer. And we have had several people um, ask us and talk about prayer, and God has just laid on our heart that it is really, um, obviously, a great time. We have a great need for prayer. So actually, having said that, why don't we open with prayer, as we always do? Yes, off. That would be great. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you, and we praise you not only because you are worthy of our praise, but we praise you because of who you are. And um, you are our our Jehovah Jireh. You are the God who provides. And we thank you, Lord, for providing for so many of our needs. Um, We ask you for providing this amazing radio station where we can reach so many of your beloved um, people out there. And Lord, we thank you for the blessing of your word. And as as I read your word from Philippians chapter four, um, and we just say, we just are reminded, you remind us in your word, that your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, then the God of peace will be with you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Um, So we just, Josh and I chose that verse to get started today because it does talk about prayer, and it talks about that need for us to um, recognize that God is near to us, and that we are not to have anxiety, and that He does offer us His amazing peace that will guard our hearts and guard our minds. Um, and we, he just asks us to pray, to pray and to petition him. So we're going to talk about some of the various elements of prayer. Um, and interestingly enough, and Josh, this was before you had joined me, but at the very beginning of the pandemic, when we started Shelter in Peace, mm-hmm. it was started essentially as a prayer ministry. That's so cool. Yeah. So that was the very first thing that we did was we called all of our listeners. Andy, do you remember? I think it was like 700 or so. Oh, no. It was like 1,400. That was it. 1,400. Yeah. Yes. You personally called 1,400. We had a lot of great volunteers who split wow. up the list and called. Yes. Yeah. yes. Our volunteers called like twelve to 1,400 of our listeners, and they just asked them for what their prayer requests were. Wow. And it was so beautiful because so many of them... In addition to, of course, adding their own prayer requests, many of them were actually praying for other people. 
And I think that's what's so beautiful about the body of Christ is that we recognize that we have that wonderful tool of prayer that we can be praying for other people and we can lift other people up. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. And um, for the first three shows, basically, we spent probably a good 80% of our time on air just praying, just praying, that's praying awesome. prayer requests. It was beautiful. And then God kind of morphed the show. And then Josh, you joined me, which was um, just such a beautiful, wonderful gift. Oh, thank you. And Likewise. yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So then we went on to other topics, but prayer, honestly, is just the foundation of everything. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I feel, I mean, what's that that phrase, if you give God one hour of your day, he gives you 23 back, mm, right? Yeah. And um, I, I just found, for me, that, that prayer has totally changed my life. I mean, one of the early things that happened in, in my, I guess you would say, turn towards faith, even though I didn't know that um, it was Jesus behind the wheel the whole time. But essentially, I started to have a growing relationship with God when I got sober. Mm. All right. It was through 12-step recovery. I didn't have to say Jesus. You know, it's kind of the God of my own understanding. But but like a friend of mine says, who's a strong Catholic in, in recovery too, he says, you know, Jesus is in those rooms. He's just wearing a beard and glasses. <laughs> right. And uh, so, but my first sponsor, who also Catholic, beautiful beautiful man he said um said josh just get on your knees and say this it was you know this prayer we call the third step prayer which is just about kind of surrendering your will and life Mm. over to god and when i started doing that i never drank again wow that is incredible (laughs) it's been over 12 years right and um of course it's built Mm-hmm. Um, since then, you know, I mean, I think if you go to the gym, right, like I, you're not going to just stick with 15 pound dumbbells. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you stack a little bit extra weight on. I think that's yeah. the same thing with our spiritual condition, right? I mean, if I was just now, if I was just saying a two minute prayer, one minute prayer in the morning, I mean, I just don't think it would have paid the same dividends mm. to where, it, you know, th- there's been this incremental growth as I've joined, uh, jumped into Catholicism and, and expanded on my prayer life. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I think I went from, you know, Jewish to nothing to cat to Protestant to Catholic. I've kind of rounded all the bases, like <laughs> I said, you know, but I, um, that's the really cool thing. You know, I mean, I think that, um, when I was Protestant, they really kind of teach you how to pray in a very poetic way. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you, you teach or you just learn, yeah. but it is kind of like prayer poetry because that's the kind of the main source of the prayer, like you're talking about, that extemporaneous yeah. Yeah. prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, and you got to watch out who you do that with. Sometimes it turns into a hostage situation. They start <laughs> praying for things like, I don't know if we should even be praying for that, Okay. <laughs> I get it. I get in trouble because I actually yeah. learned to pray, but from my Protestant brothers and sisters, yeah. and I can just go off, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure my family feels yeah. like they're in a hostage situation. Is sometimes. It hostage? Yeah. yeah, like at Thanksgiving, everybody's gathered around the turkey. We've got extended family, and my husband goes, "Okay, everybody, just settle in there. We don't. It, this might take a while." Yeah. <laughs> when they hand me the the <laughs> prayer mic, as it were, and I kind of go off. Is it true? Like, yeah. Is this a prayer or a wedding registry? What are you saying <laughs> right now? Well, I mean, because the Holy Spirit kind of takes over and it just does, starts dumping yeah. things into your head, and you start singing, you know, talking about this and that and this and that. It's, it's kind of cool. It's yeah, kinda, yeah, absolutely. So I, I, to- I totally agree, and I think that's that is the beautiful. There is something that is very powerful and miraculous about having that authentic relationship with mm-hmm. God. It doesn't need to be wrote. And, but I will say this is the beauty of the Catholic Church 
is there are these long prayer sequences that guarantee that I'm going to be spending quality time with God. And they're very meditative and Mm -hmm. reflective and introspective and, you know, allow me to meditate on the life of Christ, which helps me, you know, illuminate those virtues within me and then other things that need to be worked on. So for me, I I love the, the Catholic prayer templates because I feel like just me personally, they've really fostered a, an incredibly, uh, a wonderful depth and a deeper sense of growth, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. um, then, you know, when I was just kind of going off the cuff, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. I think I think both are good. I think I right. think the perfect combination is is the, the fusion. Yeah, right? I love I that mean, too. I think we can learn from our Protestant brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and I think that there is some, you know, I mean, it's just as a former Protestant, then when I fused what I learned there with the gifts within our faith, it just was like the perfect matrimony. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, yeah, I find the same thing, and I'd love to be able to share both. You know, so yeah. in my Catholic circles, sometimes I'm asked to pray, and so I'll start praying, and people say, you don't pray like a Catholic. I'm like, or they'll say, you pray like a Protestant. And I was like, well, I'm a yeah. Catholic and prayer is prayer. It's okay. But then other times with my Protestant friends, I'll say, hey, have you read this? This is such a beautiful prayer, you know, and this is, or even just teaching them about the rosary, that the rosary is really all about Jesus's yeah. life. And so much of it is like the Hail Mary is basically, you know, what the angel Gabriel said. And then part of Mary's Magnificat, it's all scriptural. Actually, right now I'm doing a I meet these ladies at 7.30 in the morning. This just started since, since Lent. Um, when I can get up and make it out there to meet <laughs> with them. Sometimes they just dial me up and I do it on the phone. But I meet with them and we walk and we pray and it's the scriptural rosary. And it's so cool because for mm, every beautiful. one of the beads, there is a scripture verse that goes along with it. So yeah. you're really meditating. It's, awesome. it's so cool. So this morning before I came um, here, though, I was asking my daughter, I said, okay, so we're going to be talking about prayer on the radio today. So tell me, what should we tell people? What should we say about prayer? And she's, and so this, my daughter is 17. And she says, well, mom, prayer is just a conversation with God. And I said, okay, you, you nailed it. That's it. It's a conversation with God. And, um, and that's why I need to do all the talking. <laughs> right? Exactly. Listen up, God. Exactly. So conver- what happens in a conversation, right? We're supposed to yeah. listen sometimes. Yeah. And I said, well, is there anything else you would encourage people or you want people to know? And she said, well, I think the challenge that sometimes people have is that they they think that there's only one way to do it. You know, which goes to the point you were just making, Josh, you know, that they think there's a certain way to do it. And she said, there's no right way to do it because it's a conversation between you and God. And so you can use extemporaneous, you can use meditative, you can use the beautiful prayers that have been laid out by the saints and by the church over the years. Um, and she said, the other thing that the other mistake that people make is that they only pray when they need somebody, they need something from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever fallen into that one? Oh yeah, and I well I look. I think it's this is the right way to do it. Is don't pray when you need something from God. Pray when you want something from God. <laughs> God, I don't forget my needs. Here are my greeds. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I heard a, a beautiful quote that said, actually, um, prayer is also the the raising up of the mind and heart to God. I think that's Bishop Fulton. Is that Fulton Sheen? I never saw, I never found who, who said it, but I thought it was really pretty. Mm. Maybe it was. He's, he was really wise. Or Oprah, maybe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of times people too, they'll say too, like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. And they get real confused about, they because they think there's a right way to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like when I'm teaching people, 
for example, when they say, well, I want to learn how to pray extemporaneously. I know I want to know how to just kind of open my mouth and just start praying, but yeah. I don't, my mind's kind of blank. I'll use that ACTS method. Have you learned that one? The ACTS? Yeah, was it, was it like ad, 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 adoration? Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, ACT, confession, mm-hmm. thanksgiving, and is it supplication? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There yeah, and if we want to, if we want to ha- um, haze them, what do you call that? Like kind of hazing, we'll go, yeah, we're doing adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So go ahead, do the adoration now. Go ahead and confess. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. We're like, no, confession can be in your own heart. You don't have to say that part out loud to yeah. us when, when we're all praying. So yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, publicly, yeah. Yeah, publicly. We were doing it in a group, and we're like, okay, we're going to start with adoration, and we all take turns adoring. And they're like, okay, now confession, you go first. No, just kidding. <laughs> we won't That's make you hilarious. do that. Yeah. So it's pretty, usually what we would do is say, okay, we're going to take some quiet time and just confess in our hearts. Well, yeah. I think that that's the thing is, is the, the most important thing is to set aside the time. Mm, yeah. Right. Perfect. Like, like how, I think some, I have this phrase, how do kids spell love? And it's T-I-M-E. Right. Well, similarly, we show that same love to God with our time. So I have some people that I like mentor or help with spiritual direction or sobriety type stuff, you know, and. Um, and a big part of that is getting a prayer rhythm. And so, you know, and I have some people that are like, well, I just, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I was just pray in the car on the way to, and I'm like, dude, like consider it like a courtship in a sense. I mean, mm-hmm. God doesn't need you to date him, so to speak, but in the sense that like, if I'm with someone I love mm-hmm. and I want to let them know I care about them. And I want to take them out on a, you know, t- t- special, like, t- is it better if I'm intimately one-on-one with them in a place where we set aside time, you know, mm-hmm. for a dinner table or it w- wherever, you know, at a park mm-hmm. or just, just versus if I say, hey, I got an idea, sweetie, why don't I just like drive around 85 and talk to you for a little bit <laughs> and then we'll drop you off at my place. I mean, I think similarly with God, yeah. there is the intention behind it matters, Yeah. right? So that's why I'm a big fan of this. I, what I started doing during Lent, now I don't know if this happened, it just God zapped me with this idea when I was in adoration or what, but I was, at, and I, towards the middle end of Lent, I just heard like, this should be... It just felt like this should be your thing. Do an hour of adoration in the okay. evening. You know, I spend about an hour in prayer. You know, I might be in mass and then say the rosary after a divine office. You know, mm-hmm. or just pray a bunch in front of the, an abortion clinic. You know, doing a prayer vigil. You know, because I'll be doing something like that multiple days a week. Um, but you know, making sure that that time in the evening mm-hmm. is sanctified right or later in the afternoon at the very least mm-hmm. so just and just sitting in front of the tabernacle yeah. with nothing else just be in that room mm-hmm. for one hour and i tell you my life looks totally different now wow as really? a result of that yeah i mean i just god has just opened so many doors or walls once appeared i just feel so provided for um especially saying the, the lit- litany of saint joseph regularly i feel like that is adds you know a lot of professional and personal clarity okay. you know especially yeah. as a as a as a man but um I so just, it's kind of like your mind has cleared kind of mind is cleared but i would say this like god has given me influence where it matters wow that's what okay. i feel like you know i was always stressing out some oh am i getting enough views am i getting enough bookings how am i doing as well as this person in my you know the field of entertainment and you know honestly like when i started spending that time in in adoration like God gave me influence and opportunities, but in things that were much more spiritual, okay. you know, like leading this summer for life where this prayerful presence yep. in front of the yep. 
uh, abortion clinic where we've had multiple saves. In fact, I think there was a woman with twins who turned around yesterday. Oh, that's as awesome. As Mary sent, told us. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. And um, one another woman with twins just reached back out to Nancy about doing a, a baby shower for her. Oh. That, that, that was like months ago that I think that happened, or at least a month ago. You know, so, I mean, like, getting to spearhead that, and I remember when... A friend of mine named Jacob Nels from Equal Rights Institute, he's like a professional pro-life apologist and, Mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of things. He was praying out there with us, and I remember him saying, yeah, if you started like a 40 days for life out here, like multiple lives would be saved. Like many more lives would be saved than if you did it. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, oh, absolutely. And so I texted Mary. I'm like, can we do a 40 days for this summer? She's like, no, because I guess it's a seasonal thing. But we can do a summer for life, you know? And uh so we did, and I, I, it's one of those things, we talk about prayer. I remember praying about that, like, God, should I do this? And sometimes it's like, sit on it, think about it. But, I mean, I swear, sometimes God gives me the answer before I even ask. Right. I mean, I prayed, and it just felt like, do it. It was, like wasn't even, I feel like I didn't even finish the prayer. I just right. felt this, I don't know, just this light of love well up inside mm-hmm. of me and say do this so i i said yes and when i did say yes and tell mary i could do it it just felt like this explosion of joy went off inside of me and i was cocooned in the love of god and it just didn't make any sense other than Uh, it was just like a gift from above that's such a beautiful way to say that it makes me think of mary's mary's fiat right she Mm. just said yes and just that welling up within that's a beautiful image that you Oh, I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. So it was really, you know, and it's just been a miracle. And I, you know, <laughs> I would think that it, if you asked me two years ago or three years ago, like, what do you think, man? Like, hey, in 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 three years, you'll be Catholic, standing outside in front of a busy area of Buckhead yeah. <laughs> or a popular area in Buckhead, ad doing pro life advocacy, um, hanging out with a bunch of married women that are older than you you know yeah being i'm, I'm one of, of the, i'm one of those yeah uh-huh. bunch of lovely beautiful <laughs> soccer moms there you go right and uh i i would be like wait but beam me up scotty what's going on here like i don't this is this is i think the especially the pro-life thing but um you know that's the thing i think god just works with us one inch at a time yeah and it's i swear when i'm out there and especially when i leave but when i'm out there it's like some of the happy, I should not be happy out there. But mm. when I'm out there and I'm praying and I'm, I've, you know, even had a Presbyterian out there with me yesterday and we were doing this prayer sequence and I was like, hey, do you want to skip the rosary? And she's like, no, it's cool. <laughs> and so we say the, the rosary. That and, is you know, awesome. So it's like these beautiful evangelistic opportunities. And um, anyway, but I feel God in a very powerful and special way out yeah. there. Right. And I think that's where God, I've experienced like God has met my fear and my hesitancy and, and you know essentially being out in front of a a, a house of death with right. this unexplicable joy right 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 you know and you, actually you saying that one makes me think of one of the quotes I, I found on prayer and especially especially standing in front of like you said this house of death this one's by um saint padre pio and it said Prayer is the best weapon we possess, wow. right? So your prayer is a weapon. So we're, when we're standing out there, and I've gotten to do that with you um, this this summer, is that it's really a weapon. Um, and it oh, says absolutely. it's the key that opens the heart of God. And wow. yeah, That's so Padre Pio, Padre Pio said beautiful. that. Yeah. And um, the other thing that you that you as you describe that 
what I heard you talking about was that you're just very intentional that, that, um, what God has done for you and kind of growing you in your, in your spiritual life, in your prayer life is to encourage you to be more intentional about what you're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. I know specifically for me as well. I was going to share with you just a brief story about that, but listeners, if you're just tuning in, you were listening to shelter in peace on AM 1160, the quest. And our topic today is prayer. We're talking about prayer. So um, intentionally, it's interesting, my son just finished his freshman year of college, but when he was beginning his senior year of high school, um, I realized that I was starting to get a little bit nervous about the fact that we had one year left before we were going to send him off into the big bad world and all. And, you know, it's like you, you know, we can throw those prayers up, you know, drive into the grocery store or washing dishes or do it, walking the dog or whatever. We can Mm -hmm. obviously be always in conversation with God, but I felt like I really wanted to be more intentional about it. And so our church does have adoration. It's not quite perpetual, but it's close to perpetual as far as it's not quite 24 hours a day, but it's quite a number of hours a day. And so my husband and I signed up to be guardians where we had a specific slot every Monday morning we would go and we would pray and we decided wow. to do that the very beginning of his freshman year of high school and we went and we went were there an hour every monday praying specifically side by side for him and just for what his wow. what would happen and where he'd go for my son wow. yeah my husband and i did that for our son and and what's neat is i actually um journaled kind of while I was doing it too. And so journaling, I think is one of those, you know, there are a lot of different ways you can pray and expressions of prayer, but in journaling, it was neat to be able to go back and see where God was answering the prayers along the way. Not only that, but how it was changing my heart, you know? So Mm. prayer isn't always about, you know, getting God to do what we want him to do, but it's also recognizing that it's our hearts that change when we pray. In fact, um, St. Teresa of Calcutta, who we like, I'll know as Mother, Mother Teresa, she has a quote that says, prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself. Oh, that's so Isn't that beautiful? And I so, yeah, that. so I just watched that during that year of praying, I became much more peaceful about letting him go. And, and he had a great first year of college. He landed right where God wanted him to be. And mm. he was surrounded by some wonderful new friends and great professors. And so it was it was neat, but it was also, it gave me the more of the joy and the freedom and the peace that we talked about it from Philippians to just let him go, to really let him go and, and know that he was going with God. So Annie, we told you we would kind of put you on the spot. Do you have Rock any specific uh, prayer styles or prayer habits that you'd like to share? So I definitely didn't have a solid prayer life at all you know it's still developing um which is i think the case for everybody that yeah. even mm-hmm. once you have a prayer life you're constantly developing it and learning mm-hmm. new ways that are great for you to pray and um i know y'all have talked about like broader things but just some little things that i do i like to start my day with prayer even if it's just in our father a hail mary a glory be and a saint michael the archangel mm-hmm. you know just starting that day thank you lord for this day mm-hmm. um and I learned from Father Blunt, I like to say, thank you, angel, for watching over me. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so thanking your guardian angel. Yeah, that's a new thing I've gotten into. So see, yeah. constantly developing that prayer life is totally okay. Um, another thing that is a little thing that's kind of become a habit. Yeah. Um, Steph actually taught me this. But, you know, everybody has that little thing they used to say about 11-11, make a wish. Oh, yeah. Well, that has turned into a prayer aspect now oh. because every time there's, you know, 11, 11, 222, 333, oh, anything wow. like that, 
um, I say a prayer for the souls in purgatory. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, ever since this has started, I see it all the time now. <laughs> like we were just in the middle of this live show, eleven eleven. Yeah. I look down and there it is. And so I stop and say my three Hail Marys and it's just a beautiful thing that's, ter- you know, I've adapted over the years. Well, not even wow. Actually, it's been like two years that I've I done that. That, that is awesome. Yeah. That is I awesome. mean, it's just something little that you can incorporate into your day and it just yeah. it helps, you know? Uh, you know, it's so funny. You were talking about how you pray for the souls in purgatory at, the, at those times. Yeah. I have a girlfriend last night. She just shared. She said, I'm still having hot flashes. I have like 20 of them a day. And she said, instead of just moaning and griping and being upset about the, these hot flashes, I've decided that I'm going to pray every hot flash I'm giving up for a soul in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> so she that said sounds... now when they, when I feel it coming on, she's like, okay, here it comes. Okay, okay. And she starts praying for the souls in purgatory. And this yeah. one's offered for a soul in purgatory. Isn't That's that beautiful. I, yeah. I want to see that ministry at the church. <laughs> you know, yeah. it would be very, very crowded, Josh, yeah. I would yeah. tell you. But it's a great reminder that people can use their sufferings to pray for others. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? They definitely, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, it's interesting. We talked about this briefly on one of the shows as well, that that was Jesus's suffering. So his passion mm-hmm. um, on the cross, it, the word passion actually means suffering. We think of passion as meaning, wow. meaning love. And it does mean love because it was God's most, it was Jesus's most intimate form of love is when he was suffering in his passion on the cross. So that passion, that suffering, that love, and that when we're suffering, he's inviting us in. He's inviting us in to do the same thing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, you know, I think that there's a, a, a priest I love at uh, Holy Spirit, his Father Fallon. Do you know him? I don't know Spunky him. Spunky Irish priest. And uh, he's really funny, but he, he said this thing. You know, he's talk- he gave me this that book by Father Calloway about the rosary, which was so be- – he just would just dump books in my lap, essentially, when I was being catechized and uh, just give me the- – but he gave me this book by Father Calloway about, I think, like, weapons of the rosary or something. It's all about the rosary. But he said something I thought was really cool. He said, the devil – he said, I wish I could do this great Irish brogue of his, but he said, <laughs> it's, he said, it's the devil hates the rosary. And he's like, it's not that he just hates it, but it just frightens him. Yeah. And he says, sometimes when I sense him around me, I just hold it up and I just start dangling it. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought it was so funny. That's it's really, really cool. Um, one other quick thing, too, is I think a beautiful thing I've been getting into more is just praying to, you know, for the saints' intercession. Mm, yeah. And I don't know if we're going to piggyback on a call right when we get back, but I want to share a story okay. um, really, really quick about that. So, um, but just so we don't try to do a crazy butter beater, we can, uh, I'll, uh, what do we at? We got one minute, one minute. Okay. Well, all right, I'll go for it. Let's see if we can do the one minute version of this story. We were in, um, we were in visiting Europe uh-huh. with my mom. I love my sweet mother. The just closest I'll ever get to the love of God is the love of my mom. And she, uh, we, we lost our passports and our train tickets. <gasps> Everything. We thought we were going to have to go back to the French embassy. We lost it, and we were, like, well into some other town in France. So we had to go back to um, Normandy to return this car, though. Uh-huh. And um, I said, well, Mom, I'm in RCIA now, and I've heard this prayer called um, Tony, Tony, turn around, something's lost and can't <laughs> to be Saint found. To St. Anthony, yes. The prayer to St. Anthony. <laughs> 
<laughs> so she starts saying it. Uh, we say it, and she's kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm looking in trash cans at the train station in Normandy. Keep in mind, we've been away from Normandy for like two days now, right? But we have to return this car. Just at this, sh- the- anyway, we get to the hotel, and the concierge at the hotel is like, what's wrong with y'all? And like, we lost our passports, we lost our tickets, we lost everything. You know, we got to go to the French embassy in Paris now and cancel, you know, reroute all this stuff. And he said, oh, I know where they are. <laughs> And I go, what? I said, yeah, they're at this supermarket down the road. This lady's been calling and trying no to see if anyone way. had found them. Yes. And ever. And you would think that'd be the end of the story. But no, we lost a luggage at the parish train station. <laughs> we said the St. Anthony prayer it was mailed back to us in oh the gosh. United States. <laughs> And ever since then, I thought I lose something. She said, did you, did you, did you pray to St. Anthony? That is awesome. <laughs> and your mom's not Catholic. No, she's not Catholic. That's she awesome. She always says, but she, and she wears her miraculous medal that around the great. house, too. So, listeners, if you want more wonderful stories like that, please stay tuned. We'll, we'll be back with you right after this break. This is Mary Ann McNeil from PATH, Post-Abortion Treatment and Healing in Atlanta, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio. AM 1160, The Quest. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. Sometimes as a mom, I think that we think we need to have it all together and we need to show our kids that we have it all together. But I don't think that's true. I think one of the greatest things we can do with our children is tell them when we mess up. Tell them like, you know what? Mommy made a mistake here and I'm very sorry. I did something that was not okay and I shouldn't have done it. I do it when I lose my temper with my children and I say, please forgive me for losing my temper. And my children say, mom, I forgive you. Teaching your child to admit when they've been wrong and asking for forgiveness is huge. I encourage you to use this language with your children. Model it, show it. My husband and I say it to each other. We say it to our kids. When we do something wrong, we don't say, oh, well, that's okay, don't worry about it, or just sorry. It's please forgive me. And then receiving that and saying, I forgive you. I love you. You don't have to be perfect as a mom. Be real. Be honest. Seek forgiveness when you make mistakes. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. I enjoy listening to Catholic Radio because I always find myself edified through the prayer, the rosary, but also the great teaching. Catholic Radio not only reaches the hearts of people, it also reaches into their homes. It transforms individuals, but it also renews marriages and families. That is at the heart of what it means to have Catholic culture. It's the greatest gift we can give to America. To donate, go to thequestatlanta.com. Welcome back to Shelter in Peace here on AM 1160, The Quest, your Catholic Atlanta Catholic radio station. And we have a mystery guest, as we always do in this half hour. So we are so thrilled to introduce you to our guest today. Um, we have Paul Albert, and Paul is the Director of Missions for Life Teen. He is, um, first actually for, and foremost, he is a husband and a father of four children. And just like Josh and Annie and me, he is a beloved child of God. Um, and he also wanted to make sure that we let everybody know he is also a lover of Chick-fil-A as well. You know, God and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Great fact. So, Paul, welcome to Shelter in Peace. Body, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be with you guys. I'm so excited. Uh, 
to join you uh, this morning. Wonderful. And we thank you. You are coming to us from, um, we've called Paul at his, where he lives and where he works up at Cove Crest, right? In Tiger, Georgia. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is correct. I live here with my uh, wife and four kids, as you already mentioned. Wow. And um, I, I get to work here every day and it's a, beautiful it's a huge gift and a, a huge blessing to be able to serve the lord and in the church in this way that is awesome well so that's where you are today but um i would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about your story your background kind of where are you from and and uh what's what's a bit more about your story that, that then led you to where you are today yeah definitely thank you um so i was i was born cradle ca- cradle catholic um my family grew up s- they were almost crazy Catholics. I would say my mom was. Cradle <laughs> um, crazy Catholics. That's great. <laughs> we were very involved in the uh, charismatic renewal. So, like things like prayer meetings, um, Bible studies. Like I'd walk into my house with my friends, and my my mom would be leading a prayer meeting or a Bible study in the oh. house, and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is kind of this is kind of strange." That's incredible. Um, <laughs> and I. I literally remember when I first started dating my uh, now wife, um, Anna, and we, I, she came home and I introduced her to my parents. And right before we left, my mom was like, do, do you mind if I just pray with you guys before we leave? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so embarrassing. Uh... <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> okay, and Anna, so Anna had no, there, she knew what she was getting into. Is that what you're saying right from the beginning? <laughs> she, she, correct. She, she somewhat knew. <laughs> so yeah. So my mom had a very long prayer and brought out holy water and anointing oil and all this stuff. That was interesting. Whoa. But um, so it was, it was pretty pretty intense. But um, so yeah, that's that's I was raised raised Catholic, born Catholic. Um, and about in, in, in high school, something began to happen. Right? Um, I I don't know if I thought I was too cool for God or whatever it was. But a shift began to happen. A lot of um, uh, questions. I began to ask a lot of questions about my faith. Uh, and then I went off to college, and then it was like, oh my gosh, complete freedom! I can do what I want now, right? Uh, and I and I, get, and I get off to college, and I was like, you know what? I'm 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 a grown man. I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna do exactly what I want, whatever I want, when I want. Um, in the midst of all that craziness, though, um, and turning my back from the church for some reason, I was still going to mass huh. on a regular basis. And, and thank God. Um, and I, I don't know why. Like literally, I would walk from a weekend of party and, and show back show it back on campus like oh my gosh I need a shower real quick just to get the math um, <laughs> so living live that double life uh, but the, the Lord the Holy Spirit was doing something and keeping me and keeping me plugged in college because eventually the connection to that uh, ministry was what would bring about my reversion back to the church uh, so God definitely was doing something something there that is uh, awesome so had, yeah so I had a beautiful encounter uh it was the Lord in and through our CIA in my um, college program, uh, and this priest who just really just kept pursuing me and kept inviting me and kept saying, "Hey, let's come on, Paul, let's do this." Uh, eventually, I sold back to him, and I was like, "Sure," and I said yes to his invitation, um, and that just launched me into a life of the Spirit, uh, into mm-hmm. a life for for Christ, and um, I've been on fire since, and I uh, have loved the Lord like crazy since. And um, I can't think of anything else but to do with my life but to serve God and to and to, um, to serve His church. That's incredible. You know, okay, so one of the things I do have to say, it's so funny when you said, I don't know what was happening when I was in college. You know, I was off partying, but I always made it to Mass. I, I, for some reason, I always made it to Mass. You know what? 
being a mama, I know what was happening, Paul. And have you, after you just described your mama, I know what was happening. Your mom was on her knees and she was praying you into mass every single Sunday, my son. Isn't that funny? Uh, yeah, it makes probably, me. That's probably right. Yeah, it makes sure. me think of one of my favorite verses is in James. You know the the verse in James that talks about the um, the prayers of a righteous man avails much, mm. um, and I think about that. And for me, it's like the prayers of a righteous mama. You know, you just there's yeah, nothing man. you can you don't stand in the way of that, right? Saint Mama, <laughs> there's no mess with that. <laughs> amen, amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. So take us through. You know, we've talked about prayer, and obviously, <laughs> it sounds like you know God and prayer was leading you back into the faith. Um, what does your prayer life look like now? I mean, how has it maybe evolved over the years? And, and maybe is there anything in particular about it that's really led you closer to the Lord? Yeah, so I, I would say that right when my conversion hit, it was literally the day of my, my confirmation, right? As a 21, 22-year-old man, mm-hmm. um, and, and being confirmed and stayed member of the bishop, it's Archbishop Winsky, he's now Archbishop of Miami, then he was Bishop of Orlando. But, um, like, uh, I, the, the day I was confirmed, uh, for season after the Lord said, like, things are going to change, things are going to be different. And one of those things was, all right, it's, it's time for you to actually have a relationship with me and actually pray, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and to pray on your own. Uh, not just pray when you go to a prayer service or when you go to mass or when someone else is leading mm-hmm. you, but you for me to actually to actually pray. So very quickly, um, started uh, developing and learning to develop what a what a rhythm of prayer looks like, mm-hmm. um, and re- realizing how necessary and crucial that was um, to a relationship with Jesus. All right, if you're gonna if I'm gonna have a relationship with the Lord, I, if you have a relationship with anyone, you have to you have to talk to them. Right, you have, mm-hmm. have to have conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Every now and then, you gotta check in with each other, see how things are doing. <laughs> some talk, some talking, some listening, some sharing. All that has to has to take place. And I think it was uh, you, Mari, who said earlier. You're talking about your daughter, um, who, was, who said it's just a conversation with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and right, it's just that's exactly what it is. Um, I think I went into it very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I, Lord, I don't know. Right, born Catholic, I hear prayer, and I'm thinking, man, prayer is so complicated. It's big <laughs> Latin words. Hmm. I don't really know what's going on. Um, but eventually, the Lord just uh, revealed it to me. Like, uh, man, it's just, it's just a conversation. Like, I'm just talking to the Lord. I don't have to have these perfect formulas. I don't have to have big words. Uh, you were saying it too, Josh. That sometimes we get into these prayer, and you're like, "Is this a like what? What is this? Is this a re- wedding registry? You don't even know. It's so poetic. You don't even know what's going on, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm not a at that time. At least I wasn't a man of like I, I didn't have perfect words, and my prayer was very raw with, with God. It was just, Lord, this this is where I'm at. It was like bang, bang, bang. All right, uh, God, I really don't know what else to say, so I'm just gonna stay quiet right now and. Uh, let you speak, so go ahead and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like my prayer was, it was very raw, basic, very immature, uh, but it was prayer, and I was committed to doing it every day and to having that time with 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 the Lord. Um, praise God! Right now, I'm, I'm at a place where I live in a community currently where we are we are committed to a to a rhythm of life. That rhythm of life uh, commits us a rule of life. Sorry, that that rule of life commits us to a a, a rhythm of prayer. Um, so right now I live in a community, um, and even within my family, right where I'm, I'm, I'm doing doing holy hours every day, uh, morning prayer. We're going to mass when it's available in town. Uh, we're doing night prayer together as a family. So we we have certain things that are set up for us, and 
my my prayer has grown a lot in the past few years, um, and I have a, I live in a community that comes together and is committed to doing that together right now. But I don't think that's the case for everyone, right? Not I, I literally have a chapel in my backyard on the property wow. that I live on, right? And that's not the reality for everyone. So I think we just have to kind of figure out, all right, how do we, how do, how, how do, how do we, wherever you are in your current situation, how do you make this work? Even I, even though I could walk to a chapel, being a husband and a father. There are mornings where I wake up and um, my kids are like, "Daddy, don't leave yet." And I'm just like, "Oh man, I've been working. A lo- I've been working a lot, a lot of overtime." All right, uh, prayers are looking a little different this morning. Come on, guys, sit on my lap. Let's pray. Oh, that's um, beautiful. So, right, sometimes it just it, it looks different. Yeah. Uh, so we have to try to figure out, like, all right, Lord, how can how can I be in a relationship with you, um, have a, a routine and a, a, a prayer life. Um, and uh, but how can I make sure that it actually works mm. for 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 me as well as well? Um, it's also important too to not just at the same time though, right? We we need to commit because they're like, oh, it doesn't work for me, so I'm not going to do it. Mm. But it's like, all right, no, Lord, I'm gonna commit to having a relationship with you, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick these times um, and to to be flexible when a kid gets sick or when something comes up or there's a family emergency, and though, all right, I'm gonna I'm a I'm a figure. Another time throughout the day to do this because something crazy just happened because life life is crazy. That's um, right. That's, as we all know. Yeah, and that's so helpful as you describe that, Paul, because what you were describing, I think it's, some people know, know it as the liturgy of the hours or the divine office. Is that right? What you're talking Correct. about? Yeah, Correct. And, Correct. and I know that, um, it, as you said before, sometimes it can be so confusing, all these things that we have in the Catholic Church. It's like, oh my gosh, do we, are we all supposed to do this? Who does this? And so that liturgy of the hours of the divine office, you know, we all can, but it's really usually priests or deacons or, like you said, um, communities, like a religious community. Like for you guys up there at Life Teen and Covecrest, you as a, as a religious community or a ministry have decided that you're going to do this together, Right. Um, Correct. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. As a group of lay people, we just uh, come together. And we have, we have this commitment. It's it's something I encourage though, everyone to um to, to look into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I know I know Catholics and non-Catholics who pray liturgy of the hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be, because like it's it's, it's the Psalms, mm-hmm. um, which which the, the people of God have been praying the Psalms for thousands of years. Uh, like the, yeah. the, the Jews prayed it. Jesus prayed the Psalms. Um, so it's like, it's kind of cool to know what well, I'm praying the words that Jesus himself prayed. Mm. Um, and, right, and, the, and the catechism teaches that when we, when we pray liturgy of the hours, we are, pr- we are praying with the Son to the Father. Mm-hmm. Right? The Son joins us in that prayer and offers it up with us to, to God, the, the Father. And it, is, it is, and it is the prayer of the Church, right? Um, and many like to describe it as the, the, the second highest form of prayer, like just right, right after Mass. Mm. Um, and the church makes it so accessible to us, as in how they just—it's literally just in our hands, right? I can't get up and just celebrate mass. I, I can't do that. I'm not ordained. I don't have that authority. Yeah. Um, but to, to have a prayer that's so powerful—that's the prayer of the church in liturgy of the hours—and to have that available to me, um, uh, and have the invitation from the from the church to to pray this throughout all different hours of the day, sanctifying my whole day, mm-hmm. um, is. Is really a beautiful, a beautiful thing, and to know that as I pray this, there I have brothers and sisters in in, in, in Europe and in Asia and, mm. and, and, and over in New Zealand and Australia and all over the place praying these hours with me as well. Like my my prayers is joined. It's, it's, it's personal and it's communal. Oh, that's well. awesome! That um, is so, so cool. It's, it's, it's beautiful. 
That is so, you know, it's so funny. My um, first, my first inkling or my first introduction, I guess, to the liturgy of the hours um, was watching The Sound of Music. So The Sound of Music was like my favorite movie when I was a little kid. And they talked about how, you know, the nuns were singing. And I think they were singing like Vespers, like they, they were there for Vespers and they had Compline. And I was actually in the play when I was little. And uh, I was a nun. I was a nun in the play. Yeah. Don't say anything, guys. Okay. Uh, so, but I, um, but we sang, we sang this beautiful Latin prayer is what we were saying. And we were actually acting out one of the, um, the the hours the one of the divine hours and liturgy of the hours um by doing this prayer it was really cool so if you guys watch sound of music when the nuns are praying that's part of that's what part of what they're doing is part of the liturgy of the hours because there are five of them right paul they're they're five correct correct um yeah so you you have yeah yeah um morning morning day evening night um office of readings and then even within daytime you have um like mid morning, midday, mid afternoon, and uh, things of things of that nature. Okay. So yeah, it's a, it's it's something you guys could probably do a whole show on it. So, <laughs> we probably um, should at some point, right? Yeah. Like it's something someone has time to learn and how to do. Like I definitely suggest uh, look looking into it. Well, um, I pray it, the liturgy of the hours pretty regularly, or at least well, at least morning and evening prayer, and sometimes off you know in in office of readings. Uh, somewhat regularly as well, but I did not know that it was considered like other than the mass, the second highest form of prayer by the church. Is that true, Paul? Right. Yes, because it is. It is. It's it, it, it's liturgy, right? It, it, it is, which is what we call the liturgy of the hours. So it's liturgy. It's official. It's 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 an official prayer of 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 the church, um, and that the church invites people to to, to join and participate in. Wow. Um, so it's, 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 again, it's one of the biggest ways that we can come together uh, at the church and officially pray together at the church and, and, and within liturgy um, and say, all right, this is the church. This is not just me praying, but this is the church praying. That's um, cool. And that has a lot more off behind it. Uh, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah it's, so do you guys just, beautiful. since I haven't ever really done it, have, do you guys just get a book? Is there a book that does Yeah, it? you get a book, but then you have to, it's kind of the the. The tr- it's not, I'm going to say tricky, but like you just need to know there are different sections of the book you're going to need to be flipping to depending on what day you are and or what, what, where we are in, you know, ordinary time or, you know, e- Easter season or whatever. And, yeah. um, so that's kind of, you know, you just need someone to kind of walk you through it and it, it shouldn't take long. I mean, it's, and then, but I've found it's, it's one of those things that, I can tell if I don't do it, even if I'm yeah. s- still spending the same time amount of time in prayer, but I don't pray liturgy of the hours. I feel like recently I've been able to. It just feels like something's missing. Yeah, that's cool. So, listeners, if you are just tuning in, you are listening to Shelter in Peace here on your Catholic radio station in Atlanta, AM 1160, The Quest, and our guest this hour is. A wonderful, he's, a, he's the, actually the director of missions for Life Teen, Paul Albert, and he is joining us from his uh, from his home and his work up in Tiger, Georgia at Cove Crest. So, Paul, one of the other things when we were talking, we we're talking about um, how prayer is very personal too. You know, we've got all of these great resources for us, especially as Catholic Christians, resources that we can turn to and and just puts us in this beautiful place with God. But prayer is also very personal, and sometimes God shares some pretty big things with us through prayer. And you were telling us a great story about um, how you and your wife 
Um, well, you haven't told us yet uh, on, to our listeners how you and your wife met, but you were also telling us a story about how you and your wife kind of realized that you were supposed to go into mission. Can you tell us more about that? Tell us about your lovely wife and how you guys met and some of that story. Yes. Um, oh, man, I love my wife. And that lady knows how to pray. That woman can pray. Uh, <laughs> yes. She has prayed me and to so many different places in life. Uh, I'm extremely grateful for her. But um, so yeah, when we were dating, um, I was working at a parish up in Boston as the uh, coordinator of religious ed. Um, and my wife and I started we started uh, dating. We we're planning our wedding. All the, all these things were, were, were coming up. Well, we we're talking about marriage at this point. Um, not yet planning. And um, she comes up to me one day. And she's she's one of the catechists uh, at the parish that I was working at, and one of the volunteer catechists. And she goes, "Would you would you ever do missions?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing it right now." Um, <laughs> she's like, "No, like like this is like like foreign missions." I go, "No, I think the Lord's calling me the mission to the mission of being in the parish right now." Um, and really, what I was saying is, "Hey, I like I, I like my office. I like the AC. I like my, <laughs> my desk." Um, and right, and th- 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 those those were the things I was saying. That's what I was saying, really deep down. Um, and then she goes, "So you would never do foreign mission?" I was like, "Babe, I don't, I don't think so." Um, and I remember, I remember looking at her face, and it looked like I just told a, a, a child that right Santa Claus was. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this poor girl." She was uh, devastated, huh? <laughs> right. I, I thought she was going to dump me. I thought it was over. And <laughs> we, were you all married then or not? No, no. He, they were. We, we, were, we were not married, no. Oh, guys. Yeah, you guys weren't even uh, engaged yet, right? She was ch- ch- we, trying to check out to see. What type of person I am, correct? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we were, we, were, we, were just started, we just started dating. And um, so long story short, we, we go to uh, this event that was going on in Boston to help train youth ministers and all that, that Life Team was putting on. And I get there, and there's this young man who has on a T-shirt, and on his T-shirt it says Haiti. So my, my family is originally from Haiti. My parents immigrated to Haiti uh, over 40 years ago, from Haiti to uh, uh, America over 40 years ago. And um, so I, the T-shirt caught my attention. I walk up to him, and I'll go, hey, what's your T-shirt about? Uh, he goes, oh, I was a former life team missionary. Um, and part of that formation was that we would go to Haiti uh, throughout the, the, uh, at a certain part of the year uh, and do a foreign mission trip. He goes, in fact, there's a couple of us who are just randomly getting together soon um, and going on a trip. Would you like to come? And I don't know what the Holy Spirit did, but for some reason I said yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, which I'm like, I, I said it. I immediately was like, oh, Lord, give me that back. Why did that come up my mouth? <laughs> um, and I was like, well, I guess I'm committed. He's like, all right, sweet. Uh, what's your name? He didn't even know my name yet at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I tell him, and. Uh, he's like, all right, man. We're done when we exchange information. I like, I walk up to my wife and I go, "Hey, uh, I'm going on a trip to Haiti." She goes, "What?" <laughs> and then she goes, "She goes, yeah." I go, "Yeah." She goes, "I want to come." I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I think it's just a guy thing." Um, I, I don't know. And she walks up to him and she goes, "Hey, can I come too?" He goes, "Yeah, that'd be great. The more the merrier." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. That's awesome. So we get last way short. We get to Haiti um, and we're sleeping on a roof. We had beds prepared for us, but the guy who was leading us wanted all the men 
that he was leading to sleep on a roof. I don't know. He went shed solidarity, suffering and solidarity. I don't know what he was thinking. Again, I hated it though. Right? I, I really wanted my bed. <laughs> there was um, no air conditioning on the that, roof. That is the least attractive <laughs> Airbnb of all time. Exactly. Right? No, no AC, no mosquito nets. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm gonna get malaria. Um, so I couldn't sleep. So I was like, all right, Lord, I guess I'll pray. I can't sleep. And um, I really uh, entered into a beautiful time of prayer. And um, in, in that moment, just really feeling God saying, uh, Paul, I want you to serve me and my people in Haiti. Oh, wow. Um, and I wrote, that, I wrote that in that one line in my journal. And I was like, all right, that's enough. Closed my journal um, and attempted to, attempted to go to sleep. Didn't get much, though. Um, and the next day I wake up, and we're all having breakfast together. And um, Anna, who's also on this trip, is just sharing, like, man, last night while I was in my room, in her comfortable bed, in her nice room, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sure you slept great. Uh, and she goes, and she's like, uh, man, let me, let, me, let me share with you what happened in prayer, what I thought the Lord say. And she shares, and I go, you're joking. She goes, why? I go, all right, just so, I'm not, just so you know I'm not making this up, let me go grab my journal. I grab my journal, I go, babe, this is what I wrote in my journal. And again, I read those words together. I was like, after she's the Lord say to me, Paul, I want you to serve me and my people in Haiti. And her journal was uh, her feeling an invitation from the Lord of uh, the Lord wanted her to start a mission in Haiti. Wow. And I was, like, or, I was like, this is insane. And then the the guy who was leading the trip who was with us, he was a former board member of Life Team. He goes, hey, it sounds like to me that you guys should just uh, go ahead and get married and um maybe move to Haiti at some point. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're getting married soon. At this point, I already proposed to my wife. Uh, we were supposed to get getting married like a year and a half from that date um, that we were there. And I love that. That'll happen soon. That'll come. We'll see. Um, and then eventually, long story short, right, we got back to Boston. Conviction from the Lord of like, hey, this is what we're really supposed to be doing. Uh, prayed about it more. Discerned with our spiritual directors um, and brought family into it as well. And uh, long story short, we planned our wedding a lot quicker. Got married in four months. Went on a honeymoon. Uh, came back from that honeymoon. Honeymoon a week later, drove down to Georgia. We started our formation year with Life Team. We were there for a whole year, and then the following year, uh, we were in Haiti, and we ended up living there for for six years. Wow! We had the missionary family. That is so. such a cool story, Paul. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That is amazing. It's so cool how God was speaking to both of you through prayer and through, you know, you journaled and all, and he took you someplace. First of all, you didn't think you wanted to go with no air conditioning, right? And then, uh, right. And then he just wove your hearts with your, your heart your, with your wife to be able to do that. That is amazing. And you were supposed to be there for one year and you ended up there for six years instead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So um, we are going to ask you if you wouldn't mind, um, Blessing our listeners by closing out our time with you with a brief prayer. Would you be willing to do that for us? I would love to. Yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, let's do that. Uh, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, we uh, invite you into our hearts. Um, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us how to pray mm. as we strive to deepen our relationship with uh, the Father and the Son that you would invite us every day, show us every day how to enter into that relationship in and through prayer. God, we love you. 
We love the ways that you have um, spoken to us through prayer, and we ask for the grace to be able to go deeper. We pray, God, for new and creative ways to pray. Uh, but Lord, we also pray that we, we also ask that you would give us the grace to dive into the things that the church has set up for us already and the tools that the church has given us um, to foster our relationship with you in and through prayer. We pray, Lord, that we would fall in love more and more with, with the Mass. We pray that we would fall in love more and more with all the sacraments. We pray we fall in love more with your Word, Lord, your Word, God, that is, that is living and effective, sharper than a two-edged sword. We pray that we would uh, use your Word as a form of prayer as well, and that you would speak to us in and through your Word, and that your Word would serve as prayer for us. And God, we just pray um, that we always remain in relationship with you, and that we do not fall away from prayer. Uh, and we pray that in times of uh, weakness and um, uh, challenges and difficulties, Lord, that you would um, help us to pray even more, and that you would send people along our way to pray for us as well. We love you, Jesus. We trust in you. And Blessed Mother, we trust in intercession, and we ask that you pray for us and to see for us always before the throne of your Son. In mm. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Beautiful. That was incredible. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank, Thank you for being with us today. Um, and if you'll hold on one second, I do have one thing I do want to share real quickly before we go for this week. But uh, one of the answers to my prayer was actually Josh. Josh, you were an Thank amazing you. answer to my prayer. And we've talked before about mm. what an incredible um, work that God did as he brought you to be my co-host for the last three months here on the radio station. Yeah. And we know that God is calling you to do some other things now in ministry and in life. And um, so we just ask you um, to, uh, we just want to thank you for your time with us. Thank and um, Josh has graciously said he will come by from time to time to be a guest co-host. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also in the process of, we're looking for another co-host. And, uh, but we are, we need to be obedient to God. We don't want to let you go, but we need to be obedient. We know that mm -hmm. God's calling you. So Josh, we just pray a special, just a hedge of protection, thank a special blessing so for you as you. And I'm on. so grateful for you guys and the quest. And I'm just so grateful to still be in a beautiful budding relationship with all of y'all and when he put y'all in my life he was showing off and i mean y'all are just a thumbprint for our faith in the beauty of our church throughout the diocese and beyond so thank you so much for everything you do and, and look forward to continuing the beautiful relationship i love you guys thank you josh and thank you paul and thank you dear listeners we'll be back next week